Hello and welcome to Unlicensed Entertainment. I am your host, Carl Etner. Uh, really quick before we get into the show, at the end of every show, I keep on saying that I forget to do this part, so I'm doing it in the beginning. <laughs> uh, I want you all to rate and review this show on iTunes. I don't have that many listeners yet. I used to get 100 people a show for my last show I did, and for this show, I only get about 15, which is up because recently it was only about five, so yay. Hmm. But I would... If you rate and review the show, it helps us look better and gets more people to listen. Also, we have just added a whole bunch of different platforms that you can listen to us on. So if you were sick of listening to iTunes, through iTunes, we are now on Spotify, Audible, and Amazon Music. And some other one that I forgot that I, that I submitted it to, so I'd have to look it up later. But we're on a lot. For some reason, Pandora won't let us on yet. But everyone else I've, I've applied to has gone on. So check that out. So this week, I have brought another guest that, has, that I work with. I've I've worked there at my job for ten years, and I've now only had my second person that I worked with on the show because I didn't talk to people until recently. Uh, so my guest is someone I actually know the name this time because the last guest I did not know the last name, <coughs> Louise Batista. Yes, I got yes. your name right. Because mm-hmm. also something you should know, you listeners should know, is that I got his name wrong about a billion times in a row at work because he, got, he if you work I work in the store. And he, if you work in a store, your 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 uh, the way you buy from us is you give us your first and last name in, in order to get the employee discount. And I did not know yours for the longest time. But thank, <laughs> thank you for not getting on with me and still being cool with that. Absolutely, no worries. <laughs> so the reason why I had you on the show, and not just not just because you're a good guy, because you are a good guy. I, I enjoy our conversations. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I think you're genuinely intelligent. Have a lot to say, uh, but also you are one of the few people I know. That plays instrument. At our work, you are the guitar guy. Yep. And that is true. I've talked to you beyond that, and you actually have been in bands and stuff like that. So I want to delve into that a little bit because I think that relates to entertainment news as someone trying to get into entertainment. Of course. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what got you into, when did you start getting into music? So, as far back as I can remember, the very first thing um, that made me get into music was back in elementary school, uh, we had a music teacher. They tried to incorporate a couple of like little um, different, I guess, classes for us at that school, and one of them was a music class. Anyways, uh, wasn't this stuff usually back then though? Just like uh, like orchestra stuff, like you know, play the flute or violin. Yeah, yeah. So one of them being like the recorder, how you play hot cross buns. Oh yeah, I had to play the recorder. That's the the recorder. Okay, so at least in my school, Mm -hmm. it was you either had to do like vocal choir class, where at one point you played the recorder for some reason. Or you actually chose a real instrument and did that class. Is that what yours did? Pretty much the same thing. Um, except this this teacher, he was able to get his xylophones on top of all of that. And I thought that was super cool. Xylophone, that's the one uh, with the, like, the big poles uh, with the, the like rubber thing or something on the end that you hit on things? Or is that something else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, do you have sticks and have rubber paddings or something? Yeah, like, like little, little bricks. Fuzzy it, yeah. Yeah, they're like, they're like a more like bare bones piano. Yes, exactly. That's a pretty good description of what that would, looks like. Um, and it's re- it was really fun. Uh, I really enjoyed playing those little things. And he was a really good teacher because he'd make... Whenever you would do a good job and we'd get through a rehearsal little piece, he'd like point out who were superstars and okay. who wasn't. So, so if you didn't get a superstar pointed at you, you're like, oh, well, I guess I did bad. But it wasn't like Whiplash, if you've seen that movie where the guy's like... Oh, no, at not at all. No, no, he wasn't throwing stuff at all at us at all. That would have been terrible. 
I don't think I'd ever would have been a musician. If so that was the case. Your, your first instrument was a xylophone. I would not have pictured that because like you, nope. for people who don't that don't know Louise, he uh he has a long curly like he looks like <laughs> you look like a guy that would be in a band. You look like you'd be classic rock or metal kind of kind of guy. So yep. I would not picture. I, I maybe I haven't listened to the right metal bands, but I do not picture the xylophone in those bands that often. No, most definitely picture like a curly haired version of like one of the Ramones. I have the little jacket, I have the ripped blue jeans, and the Converse. You know, that's, that's my go-to get-up when I go you look out. A little, uh, you look a little Jesus-y. <laughs> if you want to, that, that's kind of what you look like. Yeah, I got a little of that. What's his name? Um, that comedian. Oh, he's, I forget his name. But yes, I do, I do look kind of Jesus-y. I, I, I've gotten that every now and then. I'm know. sure, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think I was saying anything original. Okay, <laughs> okay so you, got, you played the xylophone, you had this teacher that got you into music. Uh, how'd that continue for you? Um, so that kind of sparked my interest into music. Um, not so much so, it made me want to listen to, not so much playing an instrument, but more so just exploring different kind of musical genres. Um, the first kind of music I ever listened to was in middle school, and that was a Dance Dance Revolution remix CD from the really? But yes, that was the, my first piece of musical content. Th- that's fun. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't get into music as well until middle school. And I just chose the first band that I knew the name of. And it's a band that not many people know, know the name of now, which is really weird. Do you remember Dishwalla? Dish, that sounds so familiar. Counting Blue Cars? Uh, <sighs> tell me all your thoughts on God, because I really want to meet her. No, no? it doesn't ring a bell. I'm oh, sorry. Maybe because I'm singing horribly. <laughs> 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 well, it's, it's a cheesy one-hit wonder band. That was on KLOS because for some reason as a little kid I listened to my dad's station. That's the only music I knew. I mean, I actually love that station so much. I just got into that station like um, last year. Well, no, it's just weird that, you know, as a kid, you know, you're usually listening to the stuff of today. I went from listening to the stuff of the past, then listening <laughs> to the stuff of the day, and then going back to the mean. past. So, uh... So Dance Dance Revolution was your was your introduction. Yep. yep. So that's uh, that's not rock at all. That's that's like top forty stuff, right? Um yeah, I mean it was a mix of like um Top 40 stuff and then just whatever electronic dancing music they had on the on the video game. And then from there, um, we had a computer, uh, the family computer, and I want to look up more music like that to dance okay. to it and just have more of a library on my uh, my little tiny iPod. Um, and I used LimeWire just like every other young kid at the time, and I gave my computer like... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, like I that. did that like crazy. Like, um, it was Morphe... Uh, it was... What was it? It... There was a bit Napster, mm-hmm. then Morpheus, then Kazaa, then Lamp, LimeWire, all those things. Yeah, I think we went through like two computers because of me. <laughs> <laughs> I did that. Uh, I, I used this stuff like crazy, and back then I thought my music taste was so good. <laughs> I made these compilations that I would call non-crap music. And I had like non-crap music vo- volumes one through like I think so like six. So snobby. <laughs> and like, looking back on now, I had like insane clown posse. Oh no! Uh, Limp Bizkit, uh, Lit, uh, all this, all this stuff that just did not age well. That I do not listen to anymore. But yeah. somebody could find these CDs somewhere. These non-crap music <laughs> volumes. Like wow, music was pretty crap back then. I think I'm proud to say that I didn't listen to those. Um. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, you're better than me. Uh, so I started looking at more music on LimeWire, and slowly but surely, just. Because LimeWire wasn't, like, the best thing. So they didn't always have exactly what you're looking for. So they just gave you, like, whatever was closest to whatever it is yeah. you're looking for. And I ended up finding, you know, Beatles and Guns N' Roses and Led Zeppelin. And that's when I started listening to a bunch of rock music. Okay. Um, and once I listened to that kind of stuff, uh, shortly before high school, 
That's when, um, or I think it was middle school, right somewhere there, um, Guitar Hero came out, and that was, like, the game for me. I, I kind of wish that Guitar Hero was still a thing, because I think... Oh, I wish so, too! Because it opened up so many uh, many people to different music than what they listened yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, I worked at, yeah. Um, I worked at uh, Warehouse Music Slash, became FYE, uh, at, the, at the, the time those were really big, mm-hmm. and you'd see little kids coming into the, the music store mm-hmm. to buy classic rock albums, because... They found out about the from stuff the, those they games. Guitar Hero, yeah. And I thought that was so cool. Because, look, I, I used to be, like, only, like, classic rock and metal and stuff like that. But I've opened up to other things, including a lot of new music recently. Mm-hmm. But I still say, the more you open up to other stuff, the better. The more eclectic your taste is, the more you're willing to give things a try. I love that. And the way that was a doorway, a gateway to kids trying out something new, I loved it so much. It's It was such a wonderful game for me. And that's that game is the game that got me into playing guitar. Really? Because that, that game is nothing like guitar. I've no, heard so many, not at all. I've heard so not many guitarists back when that came out go like, yeah, I can't, my kids beat me on that because I can't play this game because it's not like playing guitar. Fun little fact. Um, well, I might, I might be wrong on this, but I remember reading or hearing about this on the internet where uh, when Slash was invited to be part of Guitar Hero 3 and he would play that game, he said he could not play that game at all. His kids were better than him yeah. at it. And he's one of the best players. Yeah, so he's ridiculous. like the most legendary guitarist in existence. And he cannot play Guitar Hero to save his life. So when did you go, okay, I, I like Guitar Hero, I like playing guitar, I want to I make it in the music industry. When did you start playing in bands and stuff? Almost immediately. Um, I started, when I got to guitar, which my very first guitar was a Sam's Club knockoff guitar of a Fender Stratocaster. And it was like 100 bucks, it came with a little amp and everything. And that just so I was so excited for it, and I started playing. I played thing nonstop. Like yeah, really. I um, go to school, do my homework at school. I wasn't even paying attention during class. Just do my homework then and there. Get home and then just play guitar for like hours on end. How long did did it take for you to feel like you were at all any good? It so I spent most of my freshman year learning the guitar. I think it was probably to like my sophomore year, maybe a bit before that. Or felt okay, I want to be in a band. So start looking for people. You're playing that long, and it took you that long to feel like you were good at it. That's mm-hmm. why most people don't survive at guitar. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think my brother uh, got a guitar for like Christmas or his birthday one time, mm-hmm. and I think he played it like twice and gave up. Oh no! <laughs> it's just it's just too hard. I I, I I get excited about stuff like that. I recently got into um, do you know who Lindsey Sterling is? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so I she she plays violin and kind of like a rocky rock slash electronic kind of mixed together kind yeah. of way and she plays this violin I was like this is so cool to watch I'm gonna, I started watching videos on how to play <laughs> oh, violin I how to play violin <laughs> I started yeah watching videos on how to play violin and just tutorials and all this different stuff it's like wait I know me if I'm not good immediately I'm gonna not gonna I'm gonna it. drop it so I let that die but I, I, I admire people that can stick <laughs> with this it's so hard it, it was just it was so so fun for me and, and I, I do suffer through um from that, where if like I'm not immediately perfect at something, I kind of I tend to just not work on it anymore. That was one of the f- uh, few things that I picked up um, in my childhood where I thought, no, I really want to continue this because this is really fun and it's just super wonderful for me. Uh, so I, yeah, I uh, played for about a year, uh, practiced for about a year, uh, made my first band with some some other friends. So how did, were they people that already played, or were they people that you were friends with? How do you, how do you choose your bandmates? Um, it was like a mix of both. It was, I just so happened that the friends that I, uh, typically gathered myself with also were 
like musicians or they were theater kids or they were vocalists so they knew something about music and want to do something with music okay so and uh, how do you choose okay we're going to do this style of music did you have did you have a, a vision for this Oh no! There was no concrete vision. It was just more so like let's just get together and jam, and and we'll see what comes what, what comes of it. Um, and we, I mean, we all pretty much kind of like the same music. We all had the similar taste in like you know Nirvana and Guns N' Roses, Led Zeppelin. Um, I mean, I was probably the only kid or one of the few kids in that school probably who liked classic rock. Everyone else was into you know My Chemical Romance. They were into Green Day. You know, like all the emo bands that were yeah popular at that yes. time. Yes, I went so. through a Green Day phase. <laughs> Yeah, they're a good band. They're a good band. Uh, are they? Okay, sure. <laughs> subjective, subjective. I know. Oh, no. Look, if you like what music you like, I personally do not like Green Day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, and then we just, we got together, we started jamming, and we were together for about um, maybe a year, year and a half, and we stopped being a band because everyone but me got a girl pregnant, so. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so you're in high school, and everyone... Mm-hmm. See, yep. that's why you gotta be met like me. I didn't get laid until after high school. I was smart and I wrapped my willy, so... I, yeah. That's also a, a good way, but I mind more foolproof, you know? Mm. Be a loser, have no girls interested in you, have the only girl you, you kiss in school turn into a lesbian, and you're oh, good. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it's all good. She was, she, she was a friend long after that. But, oh, uh, that's wonderful, man. Uh, yeah, yeah the, good on you for not being... Being the one of the people that did that, I know I knew a lot of people that went that path, and it's not a good path to go down. It's it's definitely very difficult, but because how difficult it is, it really motivated me to uh, be safe. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I told you before this, my friend who's an adult who planned on having a kid had to quit the last podcast he used to do because he got a woman pregnant. So that canceled <laughs> his plans as an adult. I can't imagine how hard and crazy it is when you're a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was not willing to go through that. I was dead set on becoming a rock star, so. (laughs) So, uh, so you, uh, you dropped that band. Uh, did you, how long did it take you to go and like, I need to do this again? It was, it wasn't until like years, years later when I found out my, uh, next band after that. Um, it wasn't until maybe like three years ago that I found the band that I, that I'm in now. Um, or, well, so three years ago, the first band that I formed with with my buddies, and then now recently, what like maybe four months ago, five months ago, the second band that I'm in. Okay. Um, so, uh, what was the the style of your first band? Like their grunge? Grungy, yeah, very grungy. We're uh, alternative. We all love well, except for our, for our bassist. He does. He's the only one who hates grunge. <laughs> yes. He he does not like it whatsoever. But um, my drummer and my uh, my other guitarist, my second guitarist, he uh, we all love Alice in Chains. We all love all those '90s artists. Okay. So that kind of is what, what I want to know. I, I gotta know if you had one. What was the name of your first band? Oh, okay. So the very first name. Oh, damn. What was it? Because the names are hard. Yeah, names are definitely hard. I don't think we ever came up with a name, actually. Really? Well, I think if I remember correctly, maybe we, we were called Los Capitanes because we're all Hispanic. So. Well, I would guess. That. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and I. I I want to say that was the name of the very first band I had in high school. I want to say. I don't remember too well. Like, uh, I was in a comedy group for about 15 years, and the way we came up with our name was we thought of something very lazy. Mm-hmm. We, like, we wanted to think of a name that uh, already had, like, a jingle for it. 
So we we call ourselves the lobby because there's that that song they play in movie theaters. Let's all go to the lobby. <laughs> so that's what we. That's how we came up with our name. But it's so hard. Like na- every name you think of is stupid when you're coming up with a band. It like even established bands. You think about it now, yeah, they're good names. But but when you put them on paper without the reputation behind it, they could seem stupid most of the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, what is it like Pearl Jam? Aren't they? Named after like jizz or something. I I, I never heard that. <laughs> but like yeah, that's a, but that's even if without the jizz, it's, <laughs> like you're pearl jam. Like what does that mean? A pearl jamming out? Yeah, that sounds I, stupid. I never once thought it potentially meant uh, meant that until what is it like maybe two three years ago? Someone told me and I was like, no way, it can't be that. But so, most bands but, like are not good sounding until you you know you'll hear them like oh i love this band and then it just makes sense yeah it's just like okay yeah cool pro jam is a is an amazing name that's a perfect name okay so you started your second band what's your second band's name your the band you're currently in um second band's name is uh versus verse well the second one in my lifetime is bdj and then the third one i joined after that the two that i'm currently in is versus 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 as in like verses of a lyric and versus as like fighting each other okay and it's a play on words. It's supposed to mean fighting words. Got it. That, that, that's cool. <laughs> uh, what is what did you said? BDJ that has mm-hmm. a stand for something. You just just pick three letters and throw them together. So well, initially it was supposed to be the initials BDJ, but we thought we should be a little bit more subtle about it and call ourselves BD as in like BD eyes and J the name. Oh okay. Uh, and what what it stands for? I'm a little Batista. Twin. No, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good guess though. Good guess. Um, I'm a little too embarrassed to say so. Uh, oh come on! You gotta say it. So my drummer's name is Jerry, and okay. <laughs> and the B stands for big. Okay. So the D stands for dick. Yes. <laughs> so uh, we thought we thought it was a dumb name. I was like, okay, we'll just throw that. I, I was the one who came up with this. Let's just use it as a placeholder. Come with come up with something different later, and we never did. We just <laughs> stuck with it. So. So uh, you've been you've been playing music for a while now. What's the closest you've ever come to uh, to making it, or have you had a, a, a scenario where you thought, oh, okay, this might be my break? Uh no, not yet. I don't think I've ever had a moment where I felt like, oh shoot, this might be like a really important show we should go to, and we might find somebody there who like will give us a record label or something like that. Um, but I would say the biggest show I've had was not with either of those two bands. Um, I joined a different group, which is just like a. Uh, group with a friend. I don't know if you probably didn't even talk to him, but he was there at work with us. His name is Rocky Padilla, and apparently he's a pretty well-known guy for the type of music that he makes. Okay. He makes, like, these um, oldies-type music. Okay. I can't think of any artists or songs. Like, like he's talking, like, Motown kind of stuff? Something like that. It's, like, soul, R&B-ish type okay. music. Yeah. Okay. And uh, he's, apparently, he has a pretty huge following. Um, his Facebook page has, like, a thousand, two thousand, or thousands of people on his Facebook page. Um, anyways, he, he'll... He has his own little group, and he'll invite people every now and then to perform with him. He invited me to go perform with him at one show. It was at the Santa Fe Springs, and it was a good, like, I don't know, maybe, like, 300 people watching us, just standing in front of us, all super excited to watch us, and I sang uh, two covers. I sang Danny California and Drive by Incubus, and I was just there playing guitar for the rest of the songs. That, that's very cool. 
I was trying to set up a story you told me before, but I think I may worded it wrong. Didn't you have a chance where you were almost going to be on TV before or something like that? Oh, that was right. Actually, thank you for reminding me. I completely, I'm trying to repress that because I'm so sad about it. <laughs> okay, because yeah, I was like, I was like, you didn't have anything that was close? Because I could have sworn I remember the story you were telling me. Yeah, no, okay. So that was, uh, we were going to be on PBS and it was a contest that, it's a, a good friend of mine. Uh, I went to college with him. He was, he was, he's like four years older than me. So by the time I, I finished my first year there, he, uh, he graduated. Um, but he got a, he works at, not at PBS, but he works with PBS with the company that he works for. Okay. And they set up a whole show called uh, Musicology, which I don't know if it's still going on yet or not, or if he's still going to do anything with it. But, um, basically they invite local bands from in the Inland Empire and they also go out to Los Angeles as well. And they dedicate a whole episode. They air it on TV and they also put it on the internet on YouTube. And um, yeah, just dedicate a whole entire episode to just them uh, playing music. And I'm, I'm not too sure if they interview them or something like that. But it's just really cool. It, it was a really cool, um, really cool show for bands. But uh, anyways, he told me that there was, he's going to be holding a contest where they're not going to pick it out. They're going to let the people who watch the show and you know your band's respective fans mm -hmm. vote for the band that they want to be on the show. And we were winning by like... A landslide. It was us versus like six other bands or something like that. We had like 340 votes or something like that. And the next the next band below us or before us had like 90. So we were wow. winning, yeah, by yeah. by a lot, by a lot. And then COVID hit. So nothing came of it. And I asked him maybe like six months ago if, if anything else was going to come up with it. He's like, yeah, we're just waiting on COVID to, to uh, you know, disappear or hopefully, you know, subdue and... We'll, we'll start to consider doing that again. I'm like, oh, that doesn't sound too promising, but okay. <laughs> well, see, we everyone suffered. You you lost a big opportunity to make it as a star, and I had to cancel a vacation. So, same thing. <laughs> same, same thing, thing yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, so one more time. The name of your band right now is... Uh, uh, BDJ and BDJ. Versus Versus. Okay, Versus Versus. Okay, so... Do you have music out there that people can listen to? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, we both have, um, both bands have music on Spotify, and uh, BDJ is on, like, pretty much everything. We're on SoundCloud, we're on Bandcamp, we're on every, almost anything, you could, any streaming website you, you can think of. Okay, and one more question about the band before we move on to the next mm -hmm. segment. Uh, is there a song that you think is the best song people should go to listen to to get this, a taste for your band? Two songs, just because my guitarist and I will argue about this. Okay. I personally think Timing You is a good one. Not just because I wrote it, because I really like the way the song you say came out. Time Anew? Time and You. Time and You, okay. And then the other one is uh, Intermission by the same band. Okay. Same band, BDJ. Alright, well, I I'm just going to take your side and say yours is better. I haven't heard it. <laughs> but since you're the guest of my show, I'm going to take your side. Good, you're right. good. Yeah, so, so your bandmate, he's an idiot. And if you ever listen to this, just know I think you're a moron. And you should side with him more. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Kyle. Alright, uh, let's get on to the next segment. So uh, this segment is something I started up this year. I, I really enjoy doing it. Is I take notes on things that I'm watching on TV or listening to or anything like that. And just scenarios that come to my mind while I'm watching shows. And uh, we'll see how this one goes. For some reason, <laughs> this week, for both news and this segment, has been really hard for me to get stuff for it. So we'll see how these go. Somebody's fucking dumb. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I was listening to this uh, this audio sitcom called uh, No Children Double Income, and it stars David Tennant. 
And on the show... Oh, I love David Tennant. It was before he was the doctor, or before he was more well-known. It was an old audio gotcha. play. And in this this first episode of the show, he's uh, he's turning 35 years old, and his wife is mocking him because she's saying he's middle-aged. He's turning middle-aged. And I was thrown off by that. As a guy who was 34, this threw me off to hear middle-aged was coming up for me. I gotta know, what do you think is middle-aged? I want to say middle age is around... 40, yeah, no? I, yeah, I thought I had some more time. Yeah. Thank you. I'm on the same venue. Which I guess more it makes more sense for it to say 50, but I think 40 and beyond is what I would consider middle aged. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. think 35. I mean, maybe I don't know. The the men in my family don't live extraordinarily long, so maybe I am past middle aged. <laughs> Sorry, oh Dad. My, <laughs> my dad listens to this show. <laughs> You're gonna live forever, Dad. It's all right. Uh, it's okay. But, <laughs> so you know, maybe I am middle aged, but like classically middle aged, I feel like is in your forties at least. That's that's my first guess. That'd be my first guess. Because I double that, your your uh, your eighties. So like, I think most people live to about eighty more or less. So I want, but then they said men are are middle aged at thirty five and women are middle aged at forty. It's like let's just give us the same. Let's just even that out. I okay. I mean, I feel like that kind of... I mean, I, I'm going to say I completely agree, but I mean, men are pretty stupid. They do a lot of dumb stuff that gets them injured and killed pretty often. <laughs> also, just it's, it's, it's been been known women just live longer. Not mm-hmm. even just with the dumb stuff thrown in there, just natural causes. <laughs> women just live longer. It's probably because they're not as high, strong, pissed off as... I never see women get as mad as men do about trivial things. Yes. Yes. Like, I'm sure they can, but like, there's so many... like. I spend so much of my time on, on the internet. I like lurking in uh, comment sections. Mm-hmm. I don't post because I feel like so many people waste their time arguing. Yeah. But I, I do like reading the arguments. I don't have to play. Because <laughs> I can read those things in like 30 seconds while they're spending all day crafting the f- perfect response. <laughs> and there's so many things. Like uh, like Marvel has a show called What If Right Now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And do you, do you watch this? I watched the first episode. Okay. Well. Uh, I'm not going to spoil the second episode, but there was a thing in the mm-hmm. second episode with Thanos that a lot of Marvel fans, fanboys, were really mad about and just like, oh, really? how can they do this with Thanos? And it, for me, I thought I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. But they're like, he would never do this. And they're just all this. And then people are going mad. People are, so they're getting mad at them doing this. Other people are getting mad at them getting mad at them for doing this. <laughs> and they're, this long, they're getting personal about it. Like, I love a good debate. That's why I have this entertainment show. We talk about these things. The I love talking about this stuff. But to waste your time and start turning it personal mm. about like, not just that I disagree with your opinion, but you're a dumb person for having this opinion. Both sides are stupid. I can know, I can imagine Carl here just scrolling to the comments and just laughing to himself. <laughs> oh, I, I, I love it. I, I get mad sometimes because there's also lots of times bigotry and sexism and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, how can these people exist in this day and age? But when... When you just really people are wasting their life with this, it's just so ridiculous. It's comic books. It's fun. If you don't like it, just stop watching. Like, <laughs> it's it's, that it's okay to have an opinion and, and, and voice it, but to get that worked about it, I think it's. I don't know. You're just wasting your time. These there's like paragraphs. There's fucking paragraphs going on. In this thing, <laughs> uh, like novels, novel length arguments going on. I'm just like, come on. This is so much time. And like me back in early Facebook, I would get an argument on that on online but I've I learned my lesson well. yeah, I learned my lesson well. and I feel like now uh, social media has been around long enough where people should have learned this by now like we were around you would think so but we, we were around when social media first became a thing so we kind of had to trial and error our way through it but now people know this stuff it's been around it's ridiculous you would think people would know better than to 
argue with a complete stranger online, which you know they're not going to change their mind or I, anything. Yeah, I've never, never seen someone go like, oh, you made a good point. Yeah, yeah. You know I, what? You're actually right. Maybe I will start showering more than once a week. No, they're uh, not going <laughs> to... I, I don't usually cover this. Maybe I did. I can't remember uh, past episodes. But, like, did you see the thing about the recent trend of celebrities that don't bathe? Oh, no! I did see that! Oh! Freaking, like, Ash Kutcher. 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 <laughs> I don't know how to say his name. <laughs> and Mila Kunis and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. And, like, everyone's, like, jumping up to the fence. Like, don't worry. I don't bathe either. Like, Hollywood sets have to smell so bad. <laughs> These people are... You know why they do this? It's because they're rich and pretty and people don't want to tell them you stink. You can't tell the talent that they stink. So they're like, oh yeah. But I, I smell tell great. Them, I don't care who you are. You walk past me and you smell like B.O. You're going to get kicked off the I'm set. I'm busting out they, my deodorant stink. Yeah. They they follow they f- surround themselves with people who adore them and don't want and don't want to get kicked out of their posse. Yeah. So yeah. like they're never going to be told that they're stink. But let me tell you, because I'm sure Hollywood listens to this podcast. They're one. <laughs> they're some of the 15 people that listen to this thing. You smell bad. If I were to stop bathing and just show up to work, my coworkers would say something because I'd be ruining their lives. But they're rich and beautiful, so I guess they get away with it. Since you're talking about people who don't bathe, uh, let me tell you something about the Smash community, the Super Smash Bros. community. It's very unfortunate that they're notorious for being known for people, a group of people who don't shower. Oh yeah, let me, before you go bad. too far into this, you uh, you do actually compete in Smash Brothers tournaments, right? I used to, not anymore. Okay. I stopped just because it wasn't, it, it, it wasn't becoming as fun for me anymore. I was wasting gas. Um, time and money because you, you have to uh, tournaments you put in five dollars for an entrance fee and another five dollars uh, five dollars for the pot and then whoever wins they split for the uh, first second and third but yeah i used to compete in tournaments for like probably a good two three years so you're not uh, the reason why i'm doing this, i'm establishing you're not some outsider looking in going like these people stink you're like a guy that was part of the community oh yeah for sure yeah these people stink mm-hmm. i've been to many tournaments and i've been to like an 800 900 men tournament where like a Unfortunately, a third of the people who went there smelled bad, and I'm not even exaggerating. They just you you you'd be standing there and talking with your friends, and someone walks by you, and you just catch a whiff from them, and you're just like, Ugh. no, I've heard that notoriously gamer stuff. Uh, there's a there's a YouTube channel I'm a big fan of called Girlfriend Reviews. Talked about them on the show before, and usually they uh, they go to uh, I think it's E3, the video game uh, convention uh, convention. Yeah, and they she's mentioned like it smells like feet in there. It's so bad. I don't know why. I don't get it. It's so easy to just take a quick shower. Yeah. I, I, I As a person who does it at least twice a day, I can't imagine. It's just disgusting to me. It's so bad. I can just imagine, like, you lying on your bed covering that filth, and then they don't probably clean their sheets or something like that. Mm. So they're leaving their residue on their beds and yep. all on the couches. So, yep. like, I'm just... Are, Picturing their home. You want to <laughs> do, do, do celebrity homes stink? Like, apparently, you, you, know, <laughs> you don't smell your own them. smell, but you walk. I'm betting if just the cleaning people walk into their house and it smells like feet. Yeah, it's just no. I, 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 you know, I've my whole since I was like probably like four or five years old, I've wanted to be an actor, but I don't know if I can hang out in that community. <laughs> if, it, if that's the way it's going to be, I, I, you know, I don't want to be I'm an a actor clean anymore. Freak. I can't, I can't deal with that. I can't be around stinky people. <laughs> All right, uh, here's another one I have. So I was watching a lot of, um, I'm a big fan of Doctor Who, and I've been re-watching the series from the beginning, and I noticed a trend with this, and it happens with not just Doctor Who, but most sci-fi or 
or future series. Uh-huh. Uh, so it could be space, or it could just be like humans in the in the near future. Why is it that everybody always dresses the same? Like if you see aliens invading Earth or something like that, there are like not like not like the naked xenomorphs, but like a civilized speaking English kind of alien. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They all they're culturally every single one of them dresses the same. Humans in the future, you look at like Logan's Run or something in the future, with the exception of like Blade Runner, everybody dresses exactly the same. Why do we think that in the future there's no such thing as style and that all aliens, <laughs> their culture is that they dress a certain way? Exactly the same way. I think it's such a weird idea that we just go like, we're the only people in this day and age and the past, but anywhere in the future, everyone's lost any sense of individuality. <laughs> Maybe they're like thinking about um, maybe it's a, a social commentary on in the future. There's gonna be the only way any group of people or some sort of civilization can achieve like advanced technologies to have I don't know maybe a uniform society like a like a one world government or something like that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the way the reason why they're because I like this idea you have mm. the reason why they're able to do all this advanced stuff is because right now in this day and age people spend way too much time figuring out what they're gonna have to wear tomorrow. So if everyone wears the exact same thing, <laughs> that saves us time. It saves time. We are gaining two minutes of our life that we are going to put towards scientific advancement. And in a global scale, two minutes per yeah, person. That's... Exactly. <laughs> that's how we advance as people. <laughs> this makes so much sense. And then they all take showers. So then it just makes everything better. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it depends on the future we're looking at. I feel like so many of them are like water's running out so we can't take showers oh no oh, you, you gotta look at like like mad max they gotta be they'd be so mad hearing about this that like they had the chance to shower twi- <laughs> as much as they wanted take it. they didn't take it they're struggling for the smallest bit of water we had it at our fingertips There's... and we would use it they'd be like what, the, what is wrong with you people they're literally siphoning blood off of people just to... <laughs> they, they gotta think of like there's so many people like I don't drink water I just drink soda or something like that they're like seriously you don't drink the best thing that's in the world I don't know how some people can do that where they drink nothing but just juices and Kool-Aid and soda which it's great I drink it I'm not saying don't drink it I'm saying but you gotta have some water too well water is so refreshing water is so good I like if I eat candy or something like that I have to have a cup of water afterwards I've never heard that one. I usually, you know, candy I associate with milk. <laughs> oh, pastries, yeah. Pastries, yeah. milk, I'll do that. But if I'm eating like a pack of, I don't know, Skittles or whatever. I don't, it, well, it makes me thirsty. That's probably why I crave water. Okay. I get that with like if you're eating like Sour Patch Kids or something. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot how we got to candy. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> kind of deviated from the original question. All right. So here's another observance that, observation I had. So I, um, I've been watching all the Disney movies in order from the release to now because once I start something, I have to continue it or I feel guilty, which is <laughs> fucking weird. But that's another subject. And I got this morning I was up to a Goofy movie. And I saw something really weird in that movie that I think people just accepted. So uh, in the movie, uh, the Goofy son Max wakes up to his phone ringing. And it's a Mickey Mouse phone. Now in this universe, Mickey Mouse is not a celebrity. He's just his dad's friend. So that'd be freaking weird if, like, you to have a Mickey. <laughs> Imagine if, in in our world, yeah, you have a phone in your room of your dad's best friend. That's insane. Yeah, that'd be a little creepy. And people just I accept think. that. I like, I, I oh yeah, here's my my Joel phone. <laughs> like, <laughs> and he probably doesn't like. I'm not friends with any of my dad's friends. I don't mm-hmm. hang out with them. And then I have like a, a setup of him in my house. 
That's super odd. I think, think no one thought about that when they put that in the movie. Maybe, maybe Mickey Mouse in that universe is like the, um, what's his name? Wow, the guy who owns Apple or who previously... Steve Jobs? Steve Jobs. I mean, he's like the Steve Jobs. But he's not. He's just Goofy's friend. <laughs> I get that. Even though that'd be weird too. I don't want a Steve Jobs phone. <laughs> like, I, I will have a phone that was made by him in the house, but one that looks like him <laughs> right like, by my bed. And that's his ears weird. and his like shape of his face. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want a creepy old guy looking at me while I'm sleeping. It's just odd. Holding my phone out to me. You know what? Now that you pointed out, that is very peculiar. I never thought about that. Did I? Because I've been going through them in order. Uh, I've been noticing just Disney movies are weird, weirder than people think about. It. They put them in our world. That is so odd. Okay, uh, here's another one. So I'm watching this show called Condor. It's, uh, it's a TV show adaptation of Fly, uh, Three Days of the Condor. Mm-hmm. And this almost has nothing to do with it, but in this show, a character dies. And the wife is holding, a, a, like, as people come over to her house, bringing her food, you know, because you know, when you're grieving, people bring your food. And yeah. it gave me an observation I never really thought about before. If someone important in your house dies, you have to clean your fridge almost immediately. Because, like, if I were, to, if, if Tasha were to die, people would start bringing me casseroles. I have no room in my food, <laughs> in my fridge, for casseroles. My fridge is full of crap that needs to be cleaned out. And now suddenly I have, like, casserole upon casserole filling it up. I don't think I have the capacity I'd be too lazy if my if my wife died to clean out the fridge. It's just another chore. I you know what? That is almost what is it? Um, like you're burdening. It's it's a burden. You're burdening these already grieving, depressed people and giving them more work by having to make room for all the food you're giving them. I don't think people th- people think about that. Their their logic is that oh they don't want to cook. They're too sad to cook right now. Which so is, we'll do this nice thing. It, it is a nice idea. Good intention. But at least I, I don't know about anybody else. But I feel like most people I know need to clean out their fridge. Oh yeah, no, I do. Uh, I, I, so I, do. Yeah. I, I just don't know why I do. <laughs> I, I'm not prepared. So that's the main reason why I hope my wife doesn't die. It's because I, I, <laughs> I couldn't deal with that. I couldn't deal with five trays of casserole. Oh no! no. Oh my gosh! Even if I had a clean fridge, I don't have that big of a fridge. The so I can't. I can't imagine five five casseroles on a in an empty fridge. This is this is horrifying to me. So please, Tasha, don't die. I think I'd, well, I don't know. I mean, obviously I would never want any one of my uh, close people in my life or Yeah, 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 of course. But I think the bigger tragedy is the fridge. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, I, well I was, what I was going to say was, I think I kind of would be okay with that because I'd be getting lots of tamales probably. I really love tamales <laughs> and cheesecake. Okay, yeah. Mm. I, I, a whole I, family, that's I like mean, their thing. I do love a good casserole. They're almost always covered in cheese. Mm. Uh, and I love that. I just... Uh, it's probably good, depending on who brings it. Uh, I know some people, uh, my mom, <clears throat> who can't who can't cook. Who, oh no! Uh, on top of, uh, <laughs> I hope she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> I don't edit. Uh, <laughs> so like on top, I'll just lose track of whose casseroles whose, and then eat her. So now I got food poisoning on top of grieving. So like you do, you gotta trust the people that are bringing you the food too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't want to have that on top of the grief. It's too much. It's just people don't die. It's too stressful for me thinking about the, all this food. Yeah, like I said, it's already they're already grieving. They're already depressed. It's just more work for them, having to put everything away. 
Okay, and I got one more. I didn't th I didn't think I had any good subjects this week, but it turns out, I, you know, I'm a genius. I can stretch these, these subjects out <laughs> and make them amazing. So I just wanted to tell a story uh, that my wife told me not to tell because it makes me sound really stupid. But I'm going to tell it anyway because that's how I roll. So I had a belief for the longest time, and I only semi-recently found out that I was wrong about this. So, uh, you know the band Toto? They do the song Africa? Yes, yes. Okay, so... Until they had their resurgence where the song Africa got big again out of the blue. <laughs> Became sort of a meme -y. Yeah. Uh, Weezer covered it and just everyone's playing Africa for... I can't remember why that came back. It just seemed to come out of the blue. Well, anyways, until that happened, I thought Toto was one of the Jacksons. Huh? I thought, I thought it was Toto Jackson. Huh? Yeah. Until I never saw what they looked like or really even really knew them that well. I just heard the name Toto. And so I figured there was one of the Jacksons. I think it was getting mixed up with Tito or something like that. Maybe. And so, yeah, until I saw the music video and I saw these white of the whitest guys you've ever seen mm -hmm. doing the Africa song. I was like, oh, my whole world has changed. <laughs> I did not know this. Well, that's kind of how, like, I thought the singer for uh, The Eagles was my first song that I've heard uh, from the, Eagle, uh, the Eagles was... Hotel California, and it kind of does like a... You thought they were bellhops? Yeah! I thought <laughs> he, he kind of does like an accent during that song, so I just pictured somebody completely different. And when I finally saw the video of them doing it live, uh -huh. I was just mind blown. I never once thought it was a white dude. Really? Yeah. I guess because I grew up, my dad's a big Eagles fan, so mm -hmm. I, I knew that. Although You you knew, yeah. I knew, although I, I've never understood the love for the Eagles. I... <laughs> <laughs> I love classic rock. I hate the Eagles so much, and Hotel California is one of my least favorite classic rock songs. Uh, maybe it's also because I grew up, again grew up with it. Maybe I just had this weird hatred for it. I don't know. I don't want to be like my dad. I'm my own man. Damn the Eagles. You know what? I, that might be it, actually. Maybe. Maybe if I came across them on my own, I'd be cool with it. All right, so that's all my thoughts on entertainment that I've had this week. So let's get into uh, entertainment news. Now, I, I'm glad that you, you pointed out to me that you actually do like Marvel, because I tend to go towards uh, a lot of Marvel geeky stuff. news. Oh, yeah, I, I love like, it. Love I was it. like, I don't know your taste. So <laughs> I was like, I'm going to bring up Marvel, and you're going to go like, you care about this stuff? That is for children. No, nah, <laughs> hell no. I love Marvel. I've been keeping up with all the MCU movies, all the TV shows. Well, you said you that, said that, but you haven't watched What If episode 2, so obviously you <laughs> Damn, got me. Yeah, yeah you, got me. Yeah, so, so don't lie to me. I remember the trivial shit. Now, if it's important, I'll forget. But if it's trivial like that, I will call you out, Buster. Buster? Who the fuck am I? I'm like an old man from the from the 60s talking to a little kid. He's going to start calling me sport. Old sport. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I am, I'm a character from Leave it to Beaver now. <laughs> so I don't know what's happened to me. All right, so here's some of the entertainment news. Uh, are, are you uh, familiar with the character Riri Williams, Ironheart? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so she has a TV, uh, TV series coming out, and I think she's a great character. I've only recently started reading her. She's mm -hmm. basically a young uh, kid that made her own Iron Man-like armor in, a, in the comics at a time when Iron Man was out of the picture. He was in a coma. And she's like a genius kid. She's like homemade Iron Man suit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think she, she also has a really tragic origin, which I love. Hers is so sad, which I'm not going to ruin for people because it's coming out. Oh, but right. I'm excited. She has a TV series coming out, but the announcement when she's actually going to show up in the MCU is not on her series. She's going to premiere in Black Panther Wakanda yep. Forever. Yep, I'm yep. so I'm so intrigued by this movie. Like I am super sad that Chadwick Boseman died. By the way, 
What if episode two? So stars chat with Bozeman. Yeah, and, and he was so it. good. <laughs> he was so good. I love this. Ep- it's way better than the first episode. I love this episode. He's charming as hell. But um, I'm so intrigued by what they're gonna do with this movie because you mm-hmm. lost Black Panther and you're making a Black Panther sequel. And you need someone to fill in the shoes, pretty much. Well, they they said they said they're not gonna recast him, and okay. they're not gonna do CGI. So my guess is they're gonna kill him off off screen. Which, there are, there are other Black Panthers in the comics. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just intrigued in how this is going to work. because he's gonna play out. He's so tied into this. And now they announced she's going to be in it. Uh, you know, the uh, it's going to be big. And I'm super intrigued. And this just makes me more excited. Because she's a great character. I don't know how she connects to, to Black Panther. <laughs> besides being a black lady, she doesn't really have any connection to them. As far as we but know. I'm super, but I'm not one of those sticklers like... My brother is very much gets annoyed when they deviate off of the what the comics. Books. But okay. for me, it's it's a multiverse. I mean, they're showing that in What If right now. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Things are going to be different as long as it's a well done story. I don't care about that. So I'm intrigued now how it's going to work. But uh, I'm, I'm super excited for that. Did you like uh, the way they did Taskmaster? I um, <laughs> okay. I think Taskmaster is master. I <laughs> okay. So we talked about Taskmaster. Uh, few episodes ago I think my my wife or something like that was on the show my wife or Terry I get them confused <laughs> uh, one or the other yeah, they're, 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 the same. Same, they're the same guy uh, <laughs> for some reason I cannot say that character's name I always say Task Masker that's not his name <laughs> Task Master. Master I think it's such a cool character in the comics I didn't hate the twist that they did in the, in the Black Panther movie I didn't in the Black Widow movie I, I was I mean. cool with it but um, I would have liked the original version too, because I think it's such a cool concept. Same here. Same here. Uh, and I think they could have done. I think they should play a little bit heart more track. I know in Black Widow it was tragic. I think they could have played even more tragic, and it would have been better. Because that that movie should have ended on a sour note, on a sad note, and it didn't. And that's weird to me. It's because okay. In uh in in Endgame. She looks like she's suffering from something in that moment before she dies. Like she's suffering from guilt, and she yeah. wants this. She wants this one moment to uh, to make her, her her guilt mean something. To make her a redemption. That moment. was her motivation for doing what so she did. So I thought the whole the whole reason I thought the Black Widow movie was going to be interesting was because I thought they were going to show that moment where she needs to redeem herself. Mm-hmm. And they they did a little bit, but I really wanted them to lean into that. Really drive that home. And they didn't. It was right. kind of, the movie kind of had a happy ending, so I was that bugged me a little bit. And there was a moment in that movie. I'm not gonna ruin it. People haven't seen it, but with Taskmaster, <laughs> where I thought they were gonna go a certain way, and then they pivoted it into a less interesting direction. So I, I thought it could have worked. I am a little annoyed with the execution, but I didn't mind the twist. I didn't mind it either. I thought it was I thought it was all right. Um feel like they could have like basically everything you just said i completely agree with they could have done something a little more worse to drive the point home <laughs> yeah exactly okay so here's another interesting story uh this one's about a book or actually a book that was made into a movie so have you seen i am legend i have seen i am legend yeah okay so if you remember that movie uh it's an apocalyptic future uh will smith is alone and there's a bunch of like cannibal vampire like people that you find out was because of a vaccine Mm-hmm. Basically, vaccine gone wrong, fucked everybody up, and I guess Will Smith was anti-vaxxer. I can't remember. <laughs> Anyways, Something like the that. guy who who wrote the movie is going is going around telling people, hey, because people are comparing that to nowadays, and we're like, hey, that's a movie. This is science. Vaccines are science. <laughs> oh, man. You morons. So people are using 
I am legend as an excuse to not get vaccinated nowadays. And this is so stupid. He probably hates himself right now because I'm sure every anti-vaxxer is using that as like the, you know, a prime example as to why you shouldn't get vaccinated. Oh yeah. He's basically the guy who created the nuclear bomb that's like, I am destroyer of worlds. (laughs) (laughs) The guy who made I am legend is exactly the same as the guy who made the nuclear bomb. And now he's got, he's got to feel so guilty. I mean, people are so... It's a movie. It's obviously a movie. He, people just use anything to inspire them. This, they just wanted an origin story for the virus. That's all they wanted. Yeah, 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 yeah. He wasn't making an anti-vaccine statement. He just wanted to make, give an explanation they thought was cool. As, as to why, yeah, as to why. And now people are using this as science. Like, it's obviously fictional. <laughs> I have gotten my it's vaccine. It's just the story. I have it's gotten, make-believe. I have gotten both my shots. I have yet... Deep more than one person, so I, I just don't get the get the big deal about this. Same here. I don't think I have I've had any thirst for blood or um, you know human flesh. So, all right. So here's another comic book story that uh, came out recently that I think is kind of fucked up. Recently, I pointed out that uh, most of the people who write the comics that these movies are based on mm-hmm. are only making about five thousand dollars per picture. Huh. So like Ed, Ed Brubaker, who is one of my favorite uh, comic book writers, he created. Uh, he brought back uh, Bucky Barnes, created Winter Soldier version of him. Mm-hmm. He's only making made five thousand dollars off of that. Why? And Captain America: Winter Soldier is probably up there in one of the top Marvel movies. Yeah, five thousand dollars. So now we found out something else is fucked up <laughs> that they're doing as well. So they've started selling uh, comic book uh, covers as posters of more recent comic book posters. And uh, what's his name? Joe. Joe Q... I don't know how to say his name. Do you know how to say his name? Joe Quionis? Quionis? Quionis. I'm sorry. I don't know how to say your name. But (laughs) he's pointing out on a a recent poster of America Chavez, uh, who's a kind of interdimensional superhero, that they have released the poster of this comic book post cover, Mm -hmm. but they have erased his signature that was on the cover. So they're taking away these artists... Like, they're... They're taking away their credit. Yeah, they're, they're... you see this great artwork, and you're going, "Who does it?" I have no idea. It's not on the poster. Wow! And they they did not even pay him a large sum of money either for that. No, no, they're not. It's so messed up. Look, we all know that Marvel's a company that you know they pay the writers a salary to make these things, and they, everything that they make is Marvel's property. But morally speaking, that's messed up because these things are getting made into billion dollar movies they're making so much money off of this they could easily afford to pay each of these dudes like a hundred thousand dollars yeah just break them off whatever it is they deserve break them off a better slice pay them as much as you do a writer that's what i think pay pay these people as much as you do a writer because they're the writers are just taking their stuff and adapting it yeah so just pay them as much because they weren't paid that as much when they made the comic they're not, so just it just doesn't they, seem. They made enough for a living, but I mean, not if if their work is making that much more money nowadays, yeah. they deserve all the money, all the money. That's awful. All right, uh, here's another, here's something that I think was kind of uh, hypocritical. Okay, do you remember the movie A Star Is Born that came out like two years ago? Oh yeah, with um, Bradley Cooper Lady and Gaga. Uh, Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was the fourth time that movie's been made. Uh, really? Yes. There's a there's one I can't remember the actress. There's one with Judy Garland. There's one with Barbara Streisand, and then there's this one. Oh wow! Now, uh, <laughs> now here the story that came out recently is Barbara Streisand is speaking out against the new one, saying it is unori- unoriginal to make this movie. Okay. She was the third, but Barbara Streisand was the third person <laughs> that made this movie. Kind of the 
pot calling the kettle black. Yeah, 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 yeah. Apparently, she she gave her approval early early on, but then when she saw that it was just two white people doing it, she was upset. But I'm like, you made the third version. Why wasn't your version with somebody other what than makes, white Yeah, people? what makes her third iteration of the story more original than the fourth one? Anybody else can make this point and I go like, you are making a good point. It is weird that they have to make this movie four times about two <laughs> white celebrities. But you can't make that point if you're one of the people that did it. Maybe a second one? Maybe. But you're the uh, third person. Yeah, yeah. So shut up, Barbara. You, so... That song, the one where they, um, I forgot what it's called. Shallow. Shallow. No, that they've had they had different music, but the basic story is exactly the same. Well, all, all I wanted to say was that song is so overdone in karaoke. I was a KJ for a while, mm-hmm. and every every single couple that I saw come up to me and say they want to sing a song, like almost a hundred percent of the time, they're like, "Oh yeah, we want to sing Shallow." I mean, it's a good song. I it's like a good song. song, but not like the after the hundredth oh, time. No, no, no. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah there's a uh, karaoke <laughs> place I used to go to. They would not play Bohemian Rhapsody anymore because that one got tired. It's overplayed! <laughs> uh, don't Stop Believing. There's just certain songs that get tired fast. I hang out with a lot of theater people, and so whenever we go, someone always has to do uh, A Whole New World because oh theater people love, love Disney. And look, it's fun. My wife was one <laughs> She's not a theater person, but it's got to be cheesy for those people doing karaoke before becoming, for the job. Before becoming a KJ? All for it. Love all those songs. After becoming a KJ, I am tired of those songs. Tired. So you heard a whole new world a lot. So yes. Okay. Yes. Well, you should have heard my wife sing it because she doesn't get anywhere close to on key. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> my wife is the most entertaining karaoke singer you've ever seen because she goes all out for it, and it is the most. I don't know how you can be that far off key. You know what though? I appreciate that so much because the whole point of going to karaoke. Is to have fun. Doesn't matter if you're sing or not. And as long as I see you having fun and you're being like very enthusiastic about it, I'm cool with it. I, no, I'm not. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I literally mean she's super entertaining to watch. Oh, okay. she's she's so happy up there, <laughs> and she's belting it with all her might. But it's just so off, and it's so much fun to watch. So listeners, if you get a chance to see my wife do karaoke, go see that. <laughs> That's amazing. Here's a story I thought was was just bonkers that came out this week. Are you familiar with OnlyFans? Yes, yes, I know exactly what okay. you're going to say. So OnlyFans <laughs> is, a, is a site mostly famous for holding pornographic uh, videos. Basically, people live stream or put up their old, their old stuff that they have done of sexually explicit stuff. Which wasn't stuff. their original intention. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's yeah, what, what it became. <laughs> it's what they're known for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they recently come out and say, it, starting October 1st, they're going to be banning adult images and pornography and stuff like mm-hmm. that, uh-huh. which... Is ridiculous. I don't know what your thought of this. Maybe you're anti-porn. I think it's dumb. I, okay. I, I think it's completely dumb. Um, I mean, so one thing to take um, to take note is that they are still aligned that, but as long as it follows their updated policies or guidelines, which is pretty much just banning all explicit uh, nudity and pornography and all that stuff. And uh, the biggest reason why I dislike the decision they're making is because. Although, yeah, it became only, even though OnlyFans' original intention wasn't so much uh, for it to become a platform for uh, sex workers, uh, it was supposed to be for everybody and sex workers, but um, that's what it became, and it became a wonderfully good safe space for sex workers to comfortably make their money and their income. Especially during, like, the pandemic. Especially during the pandemic, yeah. Yeah, uh, and I don't know what the 
in this day and age, what the stigma is with sex workers. Prostitution should be legal. That way we could do it safely. Yeah, no. uh, pornography is consensual. And he's doing this site. People are paying their money to see what they want to see. There, this weird ultra-Christian values thrown onto people that if you don't follow my values, then your life is, be- should be, is wrong. Terrible, yeah. is ridiculous. I don't want to perform for, for pornography. I, I don't intend to ever go on OnlyFans. <laughs> but these people are working hard for their money. That is not a pun. <laughs> <laughs> they are, though. No, they, they really are. They are working hard for this oh. stuff. And th- their livelihood is now in question because they're banning this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, everywhere else to go, though, I mean... As as much as I, I'm okay with pornography in and of itself. The porn industry is a whole different story. It's very ruthless, uh, very brutal to work in the porn industry, specifically for women. They still get gypped out of a lot of money. A lot of them do, unless you're like exceptionally famous for whatever yeah. scene you do. You're not making a whole lot of money as a as a porn actress, um, and you get treated pretty unfairly, pretty often. But it's still. A decent amount of money, and it's uh, easy. Uh, well, I don't want to say easy money, but like no, they work hard for this. Yeah, stuff. they definitely work hard for this. And money. people need to understand oh. that it's not just having sex on camera. It's it's a lot of extra work to make it look good for people. It's acting. It's yeah. legitimately acting. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's just they're robbing them of that uh, safe face. I think America gets really ridiculous with this stuff because you go to uh, like Australia or Britain stuff like that. They have nudity on commercials. <laughs> But we're but, but are a little bit har- more harsh on violence on their TV. We're like, oh, well, we want our kid. We don't mind our kids seeing people looking brutally shot up or beaten to death, destroyed or killed. As long as they don't say a bad word or show a boob. Oh sure, yeah, or show a female nipple. Because uh, because <laughs> all the horror, my children, my children, think of the children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> America's so stupid. Americans are very uh, puritan on the outside, but uh, kinky on behind closed doors. <laughs> All right, so um, Disneyland has announced a new thing. Uh, I don't know. Do you go? Do you go to Disneyland? No, not really. I've been like I've been there a couple of times, mostly because my family wants to go and like maybe uh, previous uh, partners would like to go. But back in the day, uh, like the first couple of years of uh, of my relationship with my wife, mm-hmm. we would go to Disneyland all the time. We had passes, but each year it got more and more expensive, and eventually got out of our price range. Well, they are now announcing a new thing that's going to cost you even more. So first, I think a couple episodes ago, I talked about how they're getting rid of the annual pass in the way in the way it was done before. And now That's you, right. You get to buy a new thing, which basically allows you to book your date ahead, uh, as long as it's not already all the, all spots are booked up, to go to Disneyland. So you have to book it on their website. So you buy a pass that allows you to do this. Yeah, yeah. Now they're doing it where uh, they used to have this thing called Fast Pass, which is basically you pick this up and allows you to go on a faster line... At the time of the day that your fast pass sells, you can go. Okay. So it's like, as long as you're patient, you go on this ride later and you're good. They are now getting rid of that and they're adding a new thing called Genie. Which I'm <laughs> sure Ron Williams would not like this because he hated all, all marketing that they did with Genie. With Genie? Nah, I so th- imagine. This service is, you now have to pay for those fast passes. You have to pay in order to book a faster line. Huh? So you go on the app. You, you pay this much, and then you get a ticket for that. So now there's just microtransactions throughout the park. How does that make it better? No, it doesn't make it better. <laughs> it makes them richer. It makes them richer. Okay, yeah. yeah. No, they're not trying to improve it. They're, they're trying to make more money. Make more money off of it. People get really mad about this when Disney does this, but uh, this is one of the few times I'm actually going to side. <laughs> but here's the thing. I'm going to side on the side of, of uh, the big evil business, because let's face it, Disney is evil. <laughs> 
But the fact is, is that they still sell out the park to capacity when they do this stuff. Yep. So obviously, it's supply and demand. Yep, yep. I can no longer afford it, but that just sucks for me. If they, if you have the demand, you could demand as much as you it, as it, much as you want. If their prices got to a point where they couldn't get people to fill the park anymore, they would stop. But because all you people keep on going when they raise the prices up, they keep raising they keep the doing price it. and doing whatever the hell they want because they know you're gonna go buy that ticket. They know you want that twenty dollar churro for whatever reason. Yeah. So stop going, and they'll lower the prices. Other than that, stop complaining. <laughs> it's, it's a business. <laughs> so a few times I'm on Disney's side. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see. Interesting. This is how I go through my stuff. I just <laughs> mumble while I'm looking through my list of news articles. Are you a South Park fan? Um, I'm going to say no, not not because I, I dislike them. Like, I, I don't think they're funny or anything. I just don't watch the show as much as I would like. All right, well, there's this very uh, famous episode where they go to this place called Casa Bonita. Mm-hmm. Basically, Butter, the character Butters is going to have a... Oh. No, I think mm-hmm. Kyle. Kyle's going to have a birthday party over there, and Butters gets invited instead of Carmen. And Carmen loves Casa Bonita because they have, like, cliff divers and all these little show things that are really cool over there. Mm-hmm. And so he kidnaps Butters, puts him in a in a, in a a refrigerator, tells him that the world's ending, and then he goes instead of in Butters' place. <laughs> so it turns out that's a real place. I did not know this. And it was struggling on business. Well, recently the creators of South Park have bought Casa they Bonita bought place, yeah. and now they own the franchise. That's I think that's so, so cool. Hilarious. That's so, that's super cool and super hilarious. Yes, I agree. I think it's I, I want to go to Casa Bonita. What kind now. of a restaurant is it? It's a it's a Mexican restaurant, but just with Makes special sense, little flourishes yeah. that make it a bigger, more of an experience than most Mexican restaurants are. <laughs> I think that's like the best opportunity that could have fallen on their laps for oh, them. Yeah. Because they made I mean, a whole episode about it. <laughs> I, mean, it's a, I don't think it's the best. It's a fun opportunity. They don't need to own, go into the restaurant true, business. They true. are so freaking rich. True. But uh, it's a fun little thing that they can do. Oh, yeah, we saved this business because we could. <laughs> um, here's like here's something. Uh, nah, I'm going to skip that one. Okay. So are you, do you watch Jeopardy at all? Uh, no, not as much. Okay, I don't, I don't watch Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. I don't get why people are as invested in who the new host is going to be as they are. Because at least if you go on social media, that's all everyone talks about is the new host. It's because you just want something to talk about, something to argue about. We've been through this. The people just like to argue online. <laughs> like if I had to pick, I'd say LeVar Burton just because I'm a Star Trek fan and I like him. He seems like a genuinely nice guy. He'd be guy. like a really cool dude. To but be, I yeah. don't really care that much. But, okay, so they, the way, they recently announced who the host is going to be. It's this guy named Mike Richards, not related to the guy who played Kramer from Seinfeld. <laughs> uh, and... Uh, to her, he was an executive producer on the show. So basically it was rigged. He got to... Oh. He had all these people audition and it was just like, hey, you know what? The, the host should be the fans in quote <laughs> one. It's me. <laughs> so he came out there he's like, I'm the new host. Yay, me. And then some stuff came up from his past. Turns out he's a douchebag. Oh. Oh, yeah. So he, he like me, has done podcast does. Does podcast? I okay. to be fair, I think he found some early podcasts. I might also be canceled. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> but on his podcast, but mine weren't treating my people with like crap. Mine was maybe saying things back in two thousand eight that maybe people wouldn't say things politically correct now. Okay. okay. Uh, his was he had a female co-host. She was like, oh, I'm you know I used to do model at shows and stuff like that. He called her a slut and a bimbo for that. Oh my and god! Then, and then he would look at picture of her friends and talk about how fan disgusting they are. 
That's terrible. This is like Jeopardy is, and he wants to be a host. Jeopardy is a classy show. I think we can yeah, all agree on that. Absolutely. I may never watch it, but when I see that, I think of a classy, smart guy. It's not. It's not a dumb, gimmicky game show. It's a show of intelligence and class. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so he's he has backed out. He's filmed one week worth of shows. He's now backed out. He's no longer the host. <laughs> the thing is, people are like, "Yay, the good thing that happened." He still works on the show. Yeah, he's still the he's executive still producer. Be, yeah. He's still going to be making a buttload of money. He's just not going to be getting being the face of the show anymore. So it's not the victory we think it is. But yeah, now people are backing up to debating. Maybe LeVar Burton will get it this time. I don't know. <laughs> We're just not again, giving him the I didn't even I didn't even watch his audition week for that. Again, I do not watch Jeopardy. I'm not smart Man, enough for that show. Man, he probably didn't even have an audition. He, he, he was, did. He did. He? Well, they, 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 it was very famous. They had everyone. They had a bunch of guest hosts do like one week. Mm-hmm. And so like Aaron Rodgers from Green Bay Packers, and I'm not sure he's still in Green Bay Packers because I don't follow sports. Yeah. Uh, uh, Maya Bialik from Big Bang Theory and Blossom, and Lavar Burton, and a few other. I people. didn't hear about her. Yeah, I, I, I would have liked her. I thought she would have been cool. I've heard she's kind of transphobic, so it makes me kind of go, uh, maybe oh. not that great of a person. <laughs> uh, Never mind. Or maybe not transphobic, maybe she's anti-vax. I don't know. She's one, she said some things that made me go like, oh, you're you're a piece of crap too. Uh, but LeVar Burton's been pretty non-problematic my entire life. I mean, he did Reading Rainbow in Star Trek. He, he seems nice. You can't get any better than that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking, okay, this is a side story heard recently on a, on a podcast where they were talking about uh, LeVar Burton. So he's famously did uh, the movie or miniseries Roots. Mm-hmm. You've heard that, right? Yeah. Uh, which is about slavery, and he played a slave. And so he was touring the <laughs> South. He was going in the South, someone was like, oh, you have to check out these plantations. <laughs> like, Just say that to a black guy in general. It's, it's not it's a good stupid. thing. Yeah. It's so stupid. It's and he's thing. like, I am Kunta Kinte. I do not need to see the plantations. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> but my, my wife and I are going to uh, New Orleans in October, and like so many people going, like you have to see the plantations, and I just, I personally do not feel cool about going. Oh yeah, let me go spend my tourist money supporting a place where horrific things happen. Yeah. And people are using, oh it's so pretty. You know you could have your wedding here where slaves were tortured. <laughs> I just I don't understand that. That's like if you go and take Auschwitz and go like, <laughs> and oh, they make it a good it's, tourist it's, attraction. They put like spruce it like, up. It's solemn. If you go to <laughs> Auschwitz, it's solemn and sad. But now. Let's make it a wedding destination. It's basically what they're saying. It's so messed up that we as Americans do not see that that is equivalent. Yeah, <laughs> it is not a beautiful place for your wedding. I don't want to put my ta- my dollars there. Maybe if they there were some that were like, look, this money goes to like the NAACP or like some black supporting charity, some sort and of they, organization that they would kept help, it. Uh, they kept it serious. Of color, yeah. And then you go about how pretty it was. Maybe I'd, I mean, that doesn't sound like Think a fun about va- it. But. It doesn't sound like a fun vacation thing, <laughs> but at least I'd support it. <laughs> Honey, what do you think you want to go next summer? I don't know. I was thinking about going to the plantations. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, my, to be fair, my wife likes some messed up stuff. For, uh, for our last anniversary we had before, uh, before, the plan- before the pandemic shut everything down. Yeah, yeah. We went to the Museum of Death. Have you ever heard of this place? Yes, I have. Oh, my gosh. It's horrifying. Yeah, it sounds interesting, though. No. <laughs> no! Okay, so the first the first room was kind of cool. You see, like, uh, letters from serial killers and stuff like that in prison. Uh-huh. But then you move into, like, uh, car crash rooms where it shows pictures of car accident victims. And, and I saw a guy them. with his jaw one place and his head the another oh. place. And I got so depressed <laughs> and sad. But my wife is a nurse. Like, she deals with 
horror on a regular basis. Oh, like, she's used to she's, she's used to this stuff. To so it, she's yeah. fine. I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm on the verge of tears, and she's like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> oh wow, his jaw's all the way over there. Oh, that's, 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 <laughs> gotta take a picture of that. Uh, but then the only thing I really liked. So you go to the restroom, and it's just full of articles about Elvis because Elvis died on the toilet. So that that's the only thing I appreciated. <laughs> like that's so messed. But that's also sad that that's how he's gonna be remembered. One of the biggest musical artists of all time. Died and on we the just toilet. we associate him with toilets. That's sad. <laughs> he died on his throne. Okay. Um. Let's see anything else I want to talk about? Oh, sorry. I keep on getting these tweet notifications. I should have turned it completely off. Have you ever heard of a quoka? Quoka. Yeah, I'm gonna show this to you. I don't think I have. Everyone should look this thing up. So yesterday I found this picture example. I'm I'm obsessed with Australia since I went. If you go into my <laughs> room into this office, you will see Australian flags. There they are. I want to move to Australia. I'd bring it up all the time. I'm that guy who went spent like a week somewhere and talks about it daily. You're the only person I've ever heard that wants to go to Australia. Live in Australia. I, I love it so much. And I <laughs> talk about it way too much. Uh, my my tea strainer is a kangaroo that I have. <laughs> but anyways, there's these animals called quokas. And I found this page on Twitter is uh a quokka every hour it puts a picture of a quokka up every single hour and it is the most amazing animal oh, in Australia no. they are the most guys look it up Q-U-O-K-K-A it's distracting me on the show I have to bring it up but look it That's up so cute they are the happiest looking animals in the world and they're only in Australia I've looked it up they will not allow you to take them as pets <laughs> But you <laughs> trust me, I've checked. I, I, I tried I, taking one, they wouldn't well, let me. Let me see if I, I if it's recent enough. I can show you my Google history and show you that's a literal that's a literal thing I looked up <laughs> just yesterday. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, oh my lord. <laughs> I mean I can't blame you. They're very cute little critters. I want it. Um, but no, they won't let me do it. Uh like cute chubby cheeks. And they look like kind of look like a Disney character, honestly. I don't see it. Okay, they, so they cleared my history. Apparently, they knew something was going to happen. I don't see it on here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're, they're the most adorable animals. So check the, check those out. That's completely off topic, but I needed to bring it up because it's important that you know Quokos are amazing. So that that was kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. So you know how uh, how Disney has been having the lawsuits with with uh, Scarlett Johansson, Scarlett Johansson and, and now uh, uh, Emma Thompson also Thompson, yep. is it Emma Thompson not Emma Thompson Emma Stone <laughs> very different actress uh, Emma Stone uh, from like uh, oh that's right super yeah. bad stuff like that and Emma is a stone very, Emma Thompson played uh, the woman who made uh, I am fucking this up so bad <laughs> The woman who created Mary Poppins, she made a movie with Tom Hanks a few years ago about her. Oh. P.L. Very different woman. Very completely wait, different people. <laughs> wait, no, wait. It, no. That's Emma something else. I think Emma Thompson is, oh uh, is the girl from Harry Potter. No, that's Emma Watson. No, that's right the first time. <laughs> There's too many Emmas. Hollywood, get a new name. There's too many Emmas. <laughs> too many Emmas. Three okay. too many. Well, Emma Stone is also looking, was looking into suing for the mm-hmm. way they released she Cruella. Was. But... Even with that being said, she has signed on for a sequel to the Cruella film. Yeah. That's bonkers to me. How can you work with people that you're suing? It, well, I don't know. I feel like she could, because she can still sue them. And I'm assuming the contract in which she signed on to for the next movie doesn't explicitly, or anywhere in the contract does it say that she's not allowed to sue them for any previous movie. Oh, yeah. Pro- so, and the movie was successful. I'm yeah. just thinking it's weird that that, I don't think any other business besides Hollywood would allow you to sue them and still like I'd still work for them yeah, yeah. That, that's insane to me well because they know it's going to make them money regardless for both parties so they're going to go through with it oh okay hold on we need to pause 
<laughs> All right, and we're back. Oh, I didn't pull anything else up. That's cool. Hello. Yeah, sorry. Uh, we let all the lizards in into the home. <laughs> sure. Let's just leave it nine. explain that at all. Okay. So the last article I want to talk about is something I think is, is very important. People need to know about this. Uh, there is a new record holder for most Funko figures. Over 7,000 figures that one guy owns. Uh, <laughs> can, I, can I ask why that's a news article? I don't know. I think they're running out of ideas. I just, I, look, it, all it is is a story about a rich guy who could afford to buy a lot of things. Like, if I had money for, for geek stuff like that, I've had, I would have a room full it's of that stuff. It's so much less impressive. Because when you told me that, I was okay. Ridiculous article. But cool that we managed to get that many Funko Pops. All of, well, not all at once, but collect that many at all. But then they, now you tell me that he's rich. Well, I, I'm assuming less he's, impressive. I'm assuming he's rich because if you buy seven thousand toys, <laughs> that's a lot of money. Those things are like twenty to forty. I, I bought my wife one uh, for uh, her birthday that was eighty dollars a for one. Well, yeah, some of them get to be really expensive. Have you been to uh, Frankincense? No, I haven't. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay. Um, some I've seen some Funko Pops that go for like three hundred dollars. Exactly. So unless you're catching it right when it comes out, these things can get expensive. Super expensive. So yeah. the, he spent seventy. He has to be. He has to be rich. He has to be rich. You know, yeah. you're right. You're right. I completely agree with you. And I, I don't find much impressive. Like you could make room. So this is my room. Like, oh, that's a cool room. But you do not deserve an article about you just because you <laughs> happen to have a lot of money. <laughs> I have a lot of geeky stuff, and I have no money. It's just I happen to I happen to buy that at the time. Oh, here's a little extra money in my account. Money went to. Yeah, exactly. But like, I, I don't. That's not an article. That's not impressive to me at all. The, the rich guy spends his money. That reminds me of the guy that bought a bunch of. Uh, are you familiar with Amiibos? Yes, I am. Uh, so, Nintendo things you plug into the Nintendo, and it gives you special skills in a game. But they're also cool figures. Yep, yep, yep. So this one guy um, bought like. As many Rosalina uh, amiibos as he could get, simply because he hated the character in Super Smash Brothers and he didn't want any Rosalina main. Really? Yeah, to obtain the amiibo. I like Rosalina. He, well, I kind of, I kind of understand him just because the, to fight against that character is pretty oh. frustrating and annoying. But <laughs> I speak as a person who's not that great at that game. That character's <laughs> meant for people like me. <laughs> I'm all about the characters where you charge up and fire. You're like in a big. Match with like eight people. Yeah, yeah. And so they're not paying attention to you, and then you charge you up and fire at one person. You're good. Yep. So yeah, it's for us. It's for people like me. So so leave her alone. Okay. So that's that's the entertainment news for this week. Uh, I want to do one more thing because you are into music. Mm-hmm. I thought it'd be interesting to go get into your thoughts on who deserves to get a biopic that that was a musician or is a musician. Could currently be in it. So we'll go. Uh, one from you, one from me, back and forth for the top three. Okay. All right. Well, Do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, Chris Cornell, for sure, to get a biopic. He is, like, an amazing singer, and he had a pretty depressing life. And a um, very sad end. And a very sad end, yes. Also, he wrote the best Bond theme. Oh, you know so my name. good. So good. So good. Love that. I just love his voice. It, he is my favorite all-time singer. I love him so much, and I learned a lot of his songs. I try to aspire to sing like him. Obviously, no one will ever sing like him. And no one should really try to be like somebody else. You no. should be the best 
version uh, of you, of yourself. You can take some influences in, but make it your own. Exactly. I will exactly. say, also, I gave you Jesus earlier. You got a little bit of a Cornell <laughs> vibe, too. I can see a little bit of Cornell in you. Yes, yes, yes. And which is completely unintentional. As much as I love him, as much as I love the guy, I'm not trying to look like him. <laughs> no, I, can't. I also, I'm only, my biggest, people I'm biggest fans of are people that look exactly like me. <laughs> But uh, I think he'd make a, a really uh, interesting uh, biopic. Um, he was an alcoholic when he was younger. Uh, that influence, and his, I think he came from a. His dad was kind of abusive, if I remember correctly. So I think he'd make for a great, um, great biopic. Uh, for my my uh, number three choice, I would pick. And this guy has had them made, but they've been done poorly. Is David Bowie? Mm. They recently made one, but they didn't get the rights to his music. Oh, I. Would, that's I feel like it's hard. <laughs> so you can't do that. That doesn't work. You need the rights to David Bowie's music. <laughs> but I think he he was fascinating, flawed, interesting individual. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just what I like so much about him is there is no sound for David David Bowie. David Bowie is not one thing. He did so much. <laughs> he reinvented himself every couple of years. Uh-huh. So like I I'm only a fan of certain eras of his music, but I I respect the hell out of someone that can go and do that. Plus, he, you know, he had a, a problems. Uh, he would get too into his characters and it cause him to have problems in his personal life. Oh, wow. Like, uh, he would almost change multiple personalities, like Aladdin Sane versus Ziggy Stardust. He would take those into his personal life and it would mess him up. And uh, also, just he's such a creative, theatrical performer. I, I think it would be amazing to see a biopic about him. He also had different colored eyes, right? I think so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going on people that I may not know the most about, but I would like to learn their story because I think they're fascinating individuals. All right, so who's your number two? Number two for sure would be Eddie Van Halen. My God, that man changed the rock and roll scene forever. Uh, he wasn't the one who invented, um, what is it, two-hand tapping on the guitar, mm-hmm. but he definitely popularized it. I had one uh, teacher tell me that he didn't want anybody to copy him in his first couple of shows once they made it big. So when he would get to his solos and he'd do that technique, he'd turn around and, uh, according to my, my teacher from high school, he'd turn around and, and put his back to the audience because he didn't want anybody to copy him. <laughs> but uh, just just his sheer talent for the guitar and just to be able to make a movie and go more into depth about how he learned and came up with all those different te- techniques, I just would love to see That'd be good. All right, so my second one, I don't think there are enough biopics about people that are terrible. That that no one likes their music. I think a Limp Biscuit biopic, just go like, these guys were terrible, but were the biggest thing in the world for about three years. Yes, they were. So see him go from like, mediocre guy not making music business, to being the biggest guy in the world, to being hated universally out of just nowhere. Just everybody, yeah. I, and to see what the consequences would be for him. To almost like, he's now getting popular again through nostalgia, which just boggles the mind. <laughs> but go all the way up to where he is now, where so many people like him again. I think it would be interesting to see, because he's so terrible. I, I need to see that that story. He's really rocking that uh, dad, dad vibe. That yes, dad he is, for sure. I, I always thought that... Uh, that Dave Grohl kind of always fit like the fun dad vibe, mm-hmm. uh, but the difference is he's actually talented. He's actually cool. <laughs> uh, but like he's Fred Durst is kind of like just the the weird dad. <laughs> he's the weird have, uncle. <laughs> I, I he was one. Okay, I didn't ever I didn't start cursing until I was in the sixth grade, and I discovered the the joy of curse words. 
the satisfaction, yeah. the power he gives. And he uh, he has a song called Hot Dogs, and this is why one of the reasons I became a fan of, uh, of Limp Bizkit. In this song, here's the lyrics of one of the songs. If I say fuck two more times, it's 46 fucks in this fucked up rhyme. I was like, oh my god, he said fuck 46 times. That's amazing writing. No one's ever done this in the history of music so before. So much cursing. It's the same reason I got into Offspring, because they had that song, uh, Get a Job, and like the first sentence is like, and he hates that bitch. It's like, oh, he said, he said bitch in the first sentence? My, my mom wouldn't let me say uh, that. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so amazing. And so, like, that's how I got into him. So maybe that's, maybe that's everybody. Maybe they, they, he cursed so much, that's how he got all his fans. By the way, one of my second favorite movie franchise... One of my second favorite... My second favorite movie, uh, movie franchise mm-hmm. is Mission Impossible. I love spy films. And, <laughs> I'm but, starting to notice that. <laughs> but a dark, a dark point in uh, movie history is that he put lyrics to the Mission Impossible theme. Huh. It's on Mission Impossible 2. If you listen to the end of the credits, which I left it playing uh, when I went through it last time, just you know, going through the credits and just heard that song come up. <laughs> it makes me so sad. It's so bad. Mission Impossible 2 is a dark spot in movie history. Oh, no. All right, so who's your number one choice? Um, I think, well, number one, I was going down uh, okay. backwards. Oh, so, so who's your last choice? Last choice would be Lane Staley. Which is another grunge artist from the 90s. Uh, Alice in Chains, singer of Alice in Chains. Also sat in. Also sat in. And just from beginning to end, I think he probably had the worst out of all of them. Just, he was a drug addict and struggled with that with like the majority of his life. Very troubled past. Similar story to uh, Chris Cornell, but just, he just was more, um, more addicted to drugs and more pained about it. And his music definitely reflects that. And... It's just sad. He, he, his backup would probably be very, very depressing to watch. Yeah. Super depressing. We but, are going uh, different directions. Probably, yeah, yeah. Most definitely. I besides am... Bowie. Bowie might be in the same line. Uh, besides the fact that he didn't kill himself. But besides or besides that, same kind of line of sad mm-hmm. stories. All right. So my... Do you have anything more you want to say before I jump in with my third? Oh, no. That, that's okay. It. Mm-hmm. So my third one, I don't think there are enough happy biopics. <laughs> and I have heard nothing bad about this guy uh, he seems just like a joy to be around, and maybe there are uh, there has to be hardships because not many people do this he's guy's style. Jack Black, he's gonna say Jack Black. Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, that's a I good choice. <laughs> would love to see a biopic on him. Just a fun, zany, almost could be like a comedy biopic. He's also a genuinely good person. I've yes. yet to hear anything bad about him. I've never heard anything bad about him. People do not give him enough credit for his songwriting, singing, and playing skills. His music is actually pretty well done. Yeah. Because they're not, like, people mostly know him for his cover parodies. Mm-hmm. But he writes his own music. He has original songs, too, that are really fun and well, like, just good music. Even if you take away Feel the comedy, music. even if you take away the comedy, it's good music. Oh. I think he's a genuinely talented guy, and he gets better as he goes on. I think every album is better than the last one, and I think people don't give him enough credit. And I think this would be so much fun to see. I think someday... Probably after he's dead, if the world's still around, they can then. make it into like a sort they of can make a really fun movie, comedic like biopic. Maybe go uh, go like they did uh, with. Did you watch Rocket Man? The yes, Obi-Jan I did. Movie? Mm-hmm. If they make like a musical like that, so with Weird Al, that'd be so cool. That would be the most fun zany biopic I've ever seen. I, I would. Love I want to see that. that. I never knew I needed that until now. You brought it up. All right, so, uh, well, this has been a blast. Thank you so much for doing the show. Absolutely. Man. I had a great time. We'll definitely try to have you back on in the future because uh, I think you're a good guest. All right, uh, so everybody that listens to the show, thank you all for listening. And please, tell other people, like I said in the beginning, subscribe other people. Go on their devices. 
and subscribe. <laughs> Steal their Please. phones and uh, subscribe to every platform he has. Yes, exa- exactly. I'm on mm-hmm. so many platforms right now. Just do it. <laughs> so you subscribe to me on all the platforms. <laughs> I'd appreciate it. Uh, thank you, Luis, uh, so much for doing this. Is there anything you want to promote before we leave? Um, just once again, my my two bands, uh, BDJ and Versus Versus. Check us out. We're on mainly on Spotify, but BDJ is on everything else. And again, uh, thank you for having me on. This is. Very fun. This was a blast. Mm -hmm. All right, and remember, when it comes to entertainment news that you want two weeks late, listen to Unlicensed Entertainment.